What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Making these hits. Hey, making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Hey, ready to talk about these quarterbacks moving around, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of movement. Uh, now we, what, in week two of free agency, uh, the, biggest, the biggest news are going to come from trades and trades mm-hmm. that are, you know, taking place that we're going to get to. But we're going to go ahead and start where we always start, which is talking about the home team, talking about the New Orleans Saints who came into this offseason with $76 million over the cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up flipping that into $30 million under the cap. Um, ended up getting a little hand-tied there, waiting on the Deshaun Watson uh, decision to play out. Um, made one signing, which was Marcus May, safety. You know, uh, we lost Marcus Williams, replaced him with Marcus May. Um, Jameis Winston uh, got re-signed for two years, uh, $28 million, he can get up to $44 million if he hits some incentives, uh, $21 million guaranteed. So let's start there. Let's start with, look, we got what looks to be our quarterback, at least for this year. How did you feel about that signing? Okay, so let me start with the Deshaun Watson situation, and I'll try to be brief. I was so happy to be in position to land, uh, possibly landing Deshaun Watson, uh, mm-hmm. I felt like, of course, he was the best quarterback uh, available. He's a generational uh, type of quarterback. I feel sky will be the limit uh, if we would have yeah. landed Deshaun Watson. Um, Cleveland gave him 230 million reasons why not to decide on New Orleans. And I have to respect that. Jameis Winston. So uh, Jameis Winston put us in a, in a kind of crazy situation because you think, in the, the, you think of the deal Taysom Hill got. And you like, well, those numbers are just crazy because they based on if he plays quarterback. Well, if yeah. Jameis Winston doesn't re-sign with the New Orleans Saints, who's who's a better quarterback left out there for the New Orleans Saints at that point? Um, no one clearly wants to be tied to Baker Mayfield. Um, and I really felt like Jameis Winston could have played a little hardball because that coach job was still available. Uh, once they signed for Matt Ryan, uh, to me, it was just we have to do all we can to get Jameis Winston back. Uh, you spoke about the deal being backup money. I feel like um, it, it's about where I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Um, I thought it would be a little north of 10, and that was that's right where he's at, uh, with 14 being an average mm-hmm. or whatever for two for two years. A great deal for the New Orleans Saints. Given the fact that Jameis Winston is coming off of an injury, all those things could be played into it. Maybe if he would have played a full season, he'd be looking more at the 20 mil or, or whatever you want to put him at. Uh, but I'm, I'm grateful to have Jameis Winston back. He was having a good year before the injury. Uh, I still feel like uh, he hasn't reached his ceiling in the lead off of the New Orleans Saints. So uh, I'm ready to rock and roll with Jameis this year. Uh, 100%. Like, I didn't say that about the contract to, to, to knock it. Um, like that's that's just what it is. It's oh yeah, basically a good backup quarterback money, which right, like yes. you is what I expected, especially when he was coming off of the injury. Yeah. Um, and then you have, of course, that buffer in there to say, look, if you playing well first at quarterback over the next two seasons, you actually looking at an average of twenty two million dollars. Yep. 
Um, and then you get to hit the, mar- hit the market again and cash yep. in. Yep. Um, we're going to get into the Deshaun Watson thing a little more uh, later. But I also wanted to say, um, oh, the, the, th- the reports are that Jameis Winston had a private jet that was supposed to be taking him to Indianapolis Monday morning. And he turned it around in order mm-hmm. to stay in New Orleans. So it's not the Colts who moved on from him. It's him that moved on from the Colts and decided, mm-hmm. no, let me try to focus on getting a deal done with New Orleans. And mm-hmm. then the Colts then pivoted to Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, and the, a, a big thing, too, that I saw reported today was about a physical. He had to pass. A, uh, the deal was pending a physical. Um, and he had a physical. He obviously passed. So he's, you know officially back in New Orleans now. Um, the Taysom Hill experiment, something else that's been reported, is finally over in New Orleans. They said they're done with it. He's not going to be playing quarterback in any, you know, in any aspect going forward, which is something that's been long overdue to me. Uh, not because it wasn't innovative when it started or it wasn't effective. It's just as time went on, it's a one-trick pony type thing. You know, most teams had already caught on to it and, it just it's just not an effective thing. Uh and once again, you know how I felt I was never uh, on board with taking my starting quarterback off the field and, and killing whatever rhythm is there with that in order to put in Taysom to do some gadget type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so we spoke about that. We spoke about um the Marcus May signing, um, which to me is once again we're talking about somebody who's coming off an injury. Um, but these days, like you said, with how technology is and things of that of this nature, most of these injuries can really be brushed off, especially as long as these players are still young. Marcus May is a player coming off of a, a Achilles tear. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, he was playing very well for the New York Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. A safety I've always liked. And to me, he fills the role perfectly. Um, he, he's able to do everything that Marcus Williams was able to get us. And we get them for half the price. Yep. Um, so that was a great signing, uh, in my opinion. It seems like you agree with me on that. Um, mm-hmm. But everywhere else, when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, has been quiet. So we freed up $30 million, and then it's, we're not in any rush to spend it, obviously. Uh, but we need to be because the market's drying up on it. So um, we got Toronto Armstead. He visited with Miami yesterday. Good thing that he didn't sign. I mean, that's a good sign for us that he didn't sign right away. I figured they would be throwing a lot of money at him. Mm-hmm. But I know he's close with Jameis Winston, so we'll see if that's enough to get him back uh, in our building. The wide receivers are drying up on us quick. Every time I look up, it's another one gone, uh, another one that would have been promising for us. Um, there's still some guys out there. Jarvis Landry is is one of those guys. Um, Jameson Crowder was one that was talked about. He signed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was the other one? There was another another one that I would have enjoyed being in New Orleans. I can't remember who it was now. But where do we go now? If 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 you're running New Orleans, you got your quarterback at least for this year, next year. Um, where do you go next? Uh, I'm turning my attention to the draft. Uh, at the court, at the receiver position, uh, there was some uh, receivers that I obviously like, but uh, I think that, like you said, the market has dried up. Jarvis Landry could definitely still be ser- serviceable as a as a receiver. 
um, especially in the slot. Uh, but I just feel like we need speed on the field. Uh, Deontay Harris is the only guy that um, poses some type of speed threat uh, in our receiver uh, corp. So I would definitely like to definitely get a, uh, someone uh, that got blazing speed. Um, and if I'm gambling on anybody, sure, Jarvis Landry would be a perfect receiver to kind of throw uh, some money out there that won't, you know, make a break. Because Odell is another yeah. one. Uh, I think Odell is, you know, at the part of his career where, you know, this is the tail end. Do tell the injuries he had, but yeah. when healthy, I feel like you know how I feel about Odell. He still he still can uh, perform, and uh, he would be a great addition to New Orleans as well. But um, to say that we started seventy mil- seventy six million over cap, and now we worked our way to thirty. The last thing you want to do is just throw that money, you know, out the door to and overpay guys who you really yeah. don't have a lot of uh, faith in, you know, changing, you know, the the culture for New Orleans, right? It's one thing to sign a guy like Jav- Jarvis Landry, but based on the money, to me, that determines how well that signing was. Uh, he's not a guy that I feel is going to come in and make life easier for Jameis Winston or anything of that nature. Uh, so I, I definitely would pay attention more to the draft versus uh, free agency at this point. And we disagree on that a little bit. I 100% agree with you about not overpaying anybody. And knowing New Orleans, they're not going to. Mm -hmm. Um, Jarvis Landry is somebody who I think definitely makes life not just easier for Jameis Winston, but for Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, once again, for what price? Uh, I agree with you there. There's a certain price uh, that we're willing to pay for something like that because I think that uh, to a little lesser degree, you're looking at the same thing if you bring in a Cole Beasley who just ended up getting released. You get that same type of uh, production and um, veteran leadership from a player like that. And then you look to the draft for those speedsters, which a lot of a lot of the top receivers that we're looking at in this draft are just that, the deep threats. And that's right. something we definitely need to add to our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, the what it comes down to, what is the number that you're willing to exactly. give Jarvis Landry? Because I exactly. definitely and believe he's better than Cole Beasley. I would prefer him... Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, believe, okay. I believe he's better than Kobe. But he, just like the Jamison Crowder thing, like he's a slot receiver who's going to, like they do a lot of the same things. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry still does it better at this point, but right. they do the same thing. So mm-hmm. if you're going to invest in one of those guys, I wouldn't be mad at either one of them as yeah. long as you add in a deep threat when it comes to the draft or somewhere else at free agency, whether you're looking at a Will Fuller or a guy like that. So it comes down to money. So at that point, that we know it is down to the to the money. What what yeah. do you feel comfortable giving Jarvis Landry? That's a real interesting question. Um, man, that's tough. What is Jarvis Landry? Uh, thirty now. I think he's right there at thirty years right. old. So 30, we're looking 30. at a. I want to keep it to a two year, two maybe a three year deal, but it's probably mostly a two year deal. Probably with a void year at the end of that. Eight million a year, I'd and, say. And I, I think that's what he's going to go for, and I think is well deserved. And to me, that's creaming the crop for him. I think that's his ceiling for his money goes. And I'm at the point I would like to, I would rather branch out and and reach out to Julio, a guy who I feel like definitely have another two, maybe three years left in the lead as being a, a good receiver. But I also think Julio will also get eight, eight a year, if not more. I think more. And I'm saying I'd rather pay more for Julio before I give Jarvis Landry that eight. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm not paying yeah. Julio more than eight. Uh, I'd, I'd rather let him give me Jarvis Landry. Yeah, yeah, just give me Jarvis Landry and then let me go draft, you know, a deep threat. Yeah. 
I got you. Um, I feel like Julio still have just a little bit more left in the tank at this point. Um, and and I think I think my biggest thing about it is not duplicating what we have. So I like Michael Thomas as no, he's not a deep third, but he can do everything else that you want him to do. I feel the same about Julio. He's not a deep threat, but he can do everything else you want him to do. So mm-hmm. in order to you know to bring him in, yeah, that's he's a good receiver. He's going to, get, but I'm not willing to overpay for something like that when I got it already in my number one receiver that I'm paying twenty million for at this point. So if you so if you can get Jarvis Landry for eight and Julio for. Ten and a half. You go on Jarvis Landry here. Give me Jarvis Landry. Yeah, let me let me keep that two and a half in my pocket and let and let's roll with Jarvis. Gotcha. Um. So of course, wide receiver is a big thing that needs to be addressed going forward. Hopefully, uh, Armstead can get back in the building, but there are definitely different ways that we can address um that tackle position uh, in other ways if he does end up signing with somebody else. Um, I think another running back needs to be brought in between now and the draft um, due Mm -hmm. to Alvin Kamara most likely going to end up getting suspended sometime here in the future Mm -hmm. um, after his legal situation plays out. And tight end, tight end is something we missed big on uh, basically because I think because we were in that holding pattern, um, we ended up missing on a lot of tight ends that, have high ceilings yep. and went for and went for little little money. The Evan mm-hmm. Ingrams, the OJ Howards, uh, guys like that. So I hate that we ended up missing that window because tight end was definitely somewhere we could uh, uh, get better at. Yep. Uh, when Austin Hooper got cut, uh, we I talked about man, I I take Austin Hooper in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and he quietly ended up getting a deal to go play in Tennessee. Um. But safety is something that we knew we was going to have to address if we left with lost Marcus Williams. We did that. Um, ended up extending Bradley Roe before another year. Still got a Debo. Got to see what happens with P.J. Williams. Um, but I think our secondary is pretty much set. And I'm, um, keep, I'm keep acting as if we already signed P.J. Williams. I'm keep forgetting we have to bring him back. Yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's yeah. another guy, you know, uh, that can fill in that safety when needed. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think D-line is, a, is another place that we're going to end up adding another body to. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, man, it's pass catchers. Like, to me, that's the number one thing is, is definitely yeah. pass catchers. We ended up getting two compensatory picks this year, both of them third-rounders, which wasn't yeah. expected. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great that we ended up pulling that in. That's definitely going to help us. Um, so let's go ahead and look around uh, the rest of the league. Uh, you talked about that quarterback carousel that's been crazy <laughs> um, so far. Let's start with where what we already mentioned, which is Deshaun Watson situation, um, who basically was holding interviews to, to teams. He he was interviewing teams. It wasn't the other way around. Um, uh, it looked like it was coming down to New Orleans and his hometown, quote unquote, of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland said, "No, we're not going to take no for an answer. We're going to." We're going to get in here and give you $230 million guaranteed um, and offer up six picks for you. Um, and $230 million guaranteed. I don't care who was offering it. He could have been a CFL team, and he was taking that. Like, I don't care who I don't care who was offering that. You don't turn that down. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about that trade, and what did that do for Cleveland? I know over the past few years, uh, I've been bigger on that team than you have. Uh, but now with a top 
five quarterback. Uh, what what do you think of that deal and what that does for them? I've been big on Cleveland the last couple of years. Uh, I want to say three years ago, I had them penciled into the Super Bowl. I think that was my my AFC uh, prediction yeah. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, but then they let you down. And it's been, yeah. ever since then, it's they been, I believe it when I see it, basically. Yeah, they didn't let me down as a team. I felt like Baker Mayfield let me down as a uh, far as being their quarterback. And that's why I kind of jumped off the bandwagon. I just don't, I just didn't believe in Baker Mayfield, and I still don't. But Deshaun Watson changes everything. Don't forget they already have an O-line. No, most times when teams acquire a quarterback of this caliber, they got to put together an O-line. Cleveland already has one of the better O-lines in football. Now they do have yeah. to get them some they have to give them some weapons on the outside. I'd be very surprised if you don't get some veteran guys such as a Will Fuller who are, who's already used to Deshaun Watson. Um, you may Odell may land over there. I know there's a lot of talks and speculations with him with uh, in Tampa, but you never know. And then you have the draft. So um, Cleveland is a team that's right back in the hunt. Uh, I mean, they still got a pretty solid defense. They're still young on the defensive side of the ball. And now that Deshaun is going to be there for quite some time, they can put together some receivers for him. So uh, I, I love the move. Uh, I was heartbroken when he didn't decide to come to New Orleans. I'm like, man, come on now. Get out of here. Cle-. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can feel if he would have went back home to Atlanta. I, I, I would have understood that. It's his hometown. But looking at the organizations, you have to think New Orleans give you the best chance of winning. So then when the money came out after he made the decision, $230 million fully guaranteed, oh, yeah, y'all got him, bro. Like, no problem. Like, I salute you, Deshaun. You just took care of your kids, kids, kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to respect that. So um, happy for Deshaun Watson. He wanted out of Houston. He got that. Uh, Cleveland wanted a quarterback. Obviously, they felt just just about the same way as I felt about Baker Mayfield. So uh, everybody's happy at this at, in this situation. So I definitely think Cleveland is right back up there as one of the uh, better teams in the AFC. Um, so there was there were four thoughts that went through my mind when the news when the news initially broke that he had turned around and chose to go to Cleveland. The first thought was the the contract the money got to be ridiculous. That was my first thought. The money got to be ridiculous for him to have changed his mind on them. Mm-hmm. My second thought was I'm glad that if he wasn't choosing us, it wasn't Atlanta or Carolina. It wasn't somebody we got to go and face yeah, two times a year. My third thought was, <laughs> my third thought was, I'm glad that we we now don't have to worry about the circus that comes with Deshaun Watson. I'm like you. I wanted him. Like he's a he, top five quarterback, top three quarterback. Last time seen, he's going to be okay. We ended with Drew Brees, and then we spent 15 years with Deshaun Watson. That's exactly what it was going to be. I, I was willing to deal with everything that came with him in order Absolutely. to get that as a sports fan. Absolutely. But there is a sigh of relief, relief that came with him choosing another team that was, look, I'm glad I don't really have to deal with all of that. Um, and it just made it better that it wasn't in our division uh, as well. Um, like you say, $230 million is ridiculous money. Uh, fully guaranteed to where, look, no matter what happens, he's good from, from yeah. here on out. Yeah. Um, Cleveland as a team, you know, I, I was still big on that. I'm bigger on Baker than you are, um, of course. I, I, Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I'm bigger on Baker than you are. Um, so this just, once again, you go from what's an, an average above average quarterback to one of the best in the league, and your team's already solid, then, yeah, you know, that definitely – 
catapults you up there in a AFC that's become tougher every day over the past yeah. couple of weeks. Um, like you say, pass catching is definitely something that they're going to have to address. Um, they have a tight end in Njoku who's going to be able to show them way more now that he's their number one option. They got Amari Cooper. You got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I've heard talks about Jarvis Landry going back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't think me at all. I don't think Odell goes back. No, but I, I can see yeah. I can see Jarvis Landry ending up back over there. Like you say, Will Fuller was somebody who was uh, talked about just waiting on Deshaun Watson to make his mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. So maybe he lands over there too. The biggest thing for me about Cleveland uh, in this deal is the fact that they only gave up picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for sure that they were going to end up having to throw in a Kareem Hunt or something, one of their younger guys in the second year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They ended up doing just picks, and I think that's the biggest win for them outside of getting Deshaun Watson is you didn't lose any of your established players. Right. Um, so let's go from that. Let's transition to that to now what happens to Baker Mayfield. Um, once again, that quarterback market uh, has dried up a good bit. And as that dried up, of course, the teams that actually need quarterbacks is dried up as well. Um, so let, let's let's just run through the list real quick. Aaron Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan yesterday got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, in Cleveland. Mr. Trubisky signed in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Mariota signed in Atlanta. And, uh, of course, Jameis Winston re-signed with New Orleans. That really leaves only two teams who really are, you know, desperate for a quarterback right now. And that's the Seattle Seahawks um, and the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, once again, I, I put this on Twitter like a uh, Friday, I think, after the deal happened. I was like, I know I'm probably in the minority on this, but as a Saints fan, I would absolutely take Baker Mayfield. For one, because of what his contract is, he's doing his fifth-year option. Uh, so, basically, you're doing a trial run with him, and if you don't like him, then, you know, hey, you wipe your hands clean with him. Um, and I, I do still believe that his ceiling at this point is higher than Jameis Winston's. Um, so, I was definitely in favor of bringing in Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's kind of crazy to me to see how – how low some people really are on Baker at this point. Um, but I, I do believe that he he is a starting quarterback next year, whether it's for Seattle, Carolina, maybe Pittsburgh gets in there. Uh, it's not like they gave life-changing money to, to Mr. Trubisky or anything like that. Um, but he's the quarterback that we're looking at right now. That's uh, well, And Jimmy Garoppolo is the, mm-hmm. the other quarterback that is still available. I think San Francisco bring him back. It'd surprise me if he's not if he's not back with San Francisco. The only reason I think they move on from him is because of the money. Like well, how, the, the, the amount of money. That, so I mean, if we're talking twenty to twenty two million dollars for Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I mean you and you don't, and you don't believe in trade just yet. Even if it's another one-year deal and they say, hey, look. I, I, I was just about to say, how long do you go with not being sold on trade? Are you talking about somebody you gave up, what, two first-rounders in order to go get? I mean, that's, uh, that's fine. But look at the situation Green Bay in. They was in the what NFC championship game, I want to say, and lost and came right back around and drafted a quarterback in the first round and turned around and gave Aaron Rodgers $40 million a year to come back and still be their quarterback. 
Look, you done it, it's fine, but you can't play these guys just because you drafted them. You have to let yeah, them. Yeah, and I disagree. <laughs> I, 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 I completely disagree. I'm not drafting <laughs> nobody top five and then just being like, hey, I'm never going to. Like, Jordan Love with a late I'm not saying you're never going to play him. I'm not saying you're never going to play him, but, but let's just be honest. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be that now until he's ready to move on, retire, whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, and, and also that's Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy G is an Aaron Rodgers. Like, Correct. Jimmy G is an average quarterback. Correct, so but he, I'm saying I'm speaking on teams when they make these decisions to draft yeah. guys. So what I'm saying is, if San Francisco done it, fine. But I will re- if they feel like he's not ready. Because keep in mind, Trey didn't even have a package last year, and that's mm-hmm. what completely killed me. He had no field time. So this this again is really like his rookie year if he gets a chance to play. They watched him all year last year. If they have deemed him not ready to play, the worst thing you can do is kill. Uh, his confidence, I feel like, by putting him out there. Because if you don't have no confidence in him, his teammates ain't going to have no confidence in him. You're not going to be calling plays to put him in the best situation of of succeeding. So if that means hold on to him for one more year until you think he's ready, I'm fine with that. I'd rather wait that year before I put him out there too early. So Jimmy G is not going to just kill the books with – uh, bringing in $20 million a year, whatever his numbers is going to be, it's not going to be anything ridiculous. So I'm cool with that. You know, even if you want to sign Jimmy G back with the with the whole, look, this is your job to lose this going into this camp. I'm fine well, with that. Well, like I say, I mean, it, it, he's already under contract. I think he only has yeah. just one year on his contract for about $25 million. I thought it was more um, like 22 or 23, but okay. Yeah, it's like 25. I think it's yeah. 25. Um, once yeah, man, twenty five million dollars is a lot when when you have some of these contracts on your team to where it is it's keeping you from making any moves in free agency. I want to say San Francisco may be one of the teams, one of the few teams outside of us who hasn't made any moves mm-hmm. um, at all at this point. Yeah, a lot of that is attached to because look, the contract we can move up off of we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you though. If if you're telling me that. They lack a confidence in Trey Lance. Um, then that makes sense to me to hold on to a Jimmy Garoppolo. You just gotta understand that he's not going to be willing to restructure his contract and things of that nature. Absolutely, and you're basically going to be rolling with the same team you rolled with last year. Absolutely, I don't think that they have that lack of confidence in Trey Lance. I think that they're willing to. I think they're ready to put him out there and and once again, like you say the play calling is going to be based around him and his skill set. Um, I think I, I'm i of the – go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. No, I was just about to say I'm of the opinion that them not having any packages for him last year is a good thing. Like I don't, I don't think of him as any type of gimmick, you know, type of quarterback because um, even when you saw Lamar Jackson have packages his first year, that's what he was. He was a gimmick. He wasn't – thrown out there to, you know, really throw the football. He's out there to run. Mm-hmm. I don't think Trey Lance is that type of dude. I think Trey Lance is uh, more like a Justin Fields. Like, he's going to be out there. He's going to be an in-pocket quarterback for the most part. So mm-hmm. not having packages for him, I don't see that as a, a, a bad thing um, last year during the season. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I definitely think that they're prepared to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't think that they they didn't want to make it seem like they were in a position where they were just letting them go for anything. 
Um, and I think I think that's the thing. Like I heard, uh, I think they said around the scouting combine before these quarterback deals actually started happening that they were looking for a first rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and for them to get a first rounder for him, it would have to me. It would have to be now. It would have to be now that the quarterback market has dried up, and you're looking at a Carolina and a Seattle who's like, man, we need a quarterback, so let's let's give it up to go get them. Um, but yeah, I think, I, like I say, Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo are the two that's basically remaining at this point. Um, and, that could be starters for new teams next year. Yeah, and uh, what. With Jimmy G, uh, once again, even if you're San Francisco, even if you do believe in Trey, you still want another guy who you feel like can come in and win games if needed. And I wasn't uh, speaking down on Trey when I say packages, meaning, um, you know, he's just a runner. No, he, he's brought that a pack. Well, yeah, ball. I, I but, just think that most packages for rookies get put in for just that purpose, for yeah. the running purpose, yeah. But what, what I'm thinking of is Kyle Shanahan, a guy who, you know, at his at his peak, was in Atlanta uh, up 25 points against the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. And we know that he's one of the better uh, guys. I was, he, uh, I was about to say he's been to a Super Bowl since then. Yeah, he's been to a Super Bowl <laughs> since then. He's one of the better play callers in, in football. There, there's, there's no secret. Uh, he, has a, uh, he gets everyone involved. Uh, when he had Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, I want to say, set the completion percentage record that year they went to the, play, uh, mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Uh, MVP. He, he, MVP of the league, all this good stuff, right? So what I'm saying is, if if he thought Trey was somewhat ready and gave them a better chance at winning, and that's what it comes down to me. We could talk numbers all day long. You can tell me you you feel like Jimmy G is not worth 25, or someone can tell me Jimmy G is worth 25. What it comes down to me is, do you think we can win more games with Jimmy G or with Trey? And that that's where the chips fall. If you're going to tell me I can win more games with Jimmy G, Give the man a $25 million and let's go into next season. It's nothing to talk about. Oh, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Like I say, I just think that they're of the belief that Trey Lance is where they're going next year. I think I don't think it's any um, I don't think there's any confliction in in, in them, whether it's going to be Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I think they just haven't pulled the trigger on moving Jimmy G yet. And to me, the later you wait, the it seems to, to the less you're going to get at this point because quarterbacks have been going for a lot more than what I expected. Uh, the Matt, that was kind of conf- uh, was kind of crazy to the Matt Ryan thing with me. I understand Matt Ryan is due money from Atlanta, but they only gave up a third round pick to get Matt Ryan. And to me, it should have been a pair of thirds at least, or whatever, a, a third this year, a fourth next year, something. But. Matt, just and, 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 I, and I think Matt Ryan is the outlier because of his age, um, and then and, of and course the, the price, the contract absolutely. that they took on for him. Absolutely, but if I'm a land, I'm also looking at the coach situation, which I told you I felt like the coach was just a quarterback away from being in contention uh, to represent mm-hmm. the AMC. So yeah, y'all need a quarterback. We know this. Obviously, y'all moved on from Carson Wentz, and y'all let the world know how y'all felt about him. So if you want this Matt Ryan, that's better than Carson Wentz. It's going to just cost you more than a third. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, but then, but then the the other side of that is okay. Well, we call you a bluff. We're not giving you no more. And you're paying Matt Ryan fifty million dollars over that, the season. That, so. that, that may have happened, <laughs> but I just found it very strange for everything that quarterbacks have been going for. I get the age. I get the numbers that he's do. I get all that. But I'm just saying something more than a third. You basically gave him away. 
Uh, and you probably done it at the kind of your whole club, man, Ryan, due to how long he's I been think, there. I, I think it was one of the staying there. I think it was two. Yeah, I think it was two things. I think for one, like I just said, they didn't want to pay him fifty-two million dollars over the yeah. next, you know. But mm-hmm. also, they wanted to do right by Matt Ryan, who was, yeah. you know, probably the best quarter, the best quarterback in the history at this point. So right. uh, I think it was. I think it was both. Um. So yeah, like I say, Baker. You got Baker. You got Jimmy G. You got Carolina. And you got Seattle. Um. Those two quarterbacks. And, and I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Carolina goes into their season next year with Sam Darnold on the center again. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to see. Um, another intriguing part of this free agency or this offseason so far, because once again, we still talking about trades, is the receiver market. You saw Mark Cooper uh, literally get given away by Dallas because they needed his money off the books. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's been over there paired with Deshaun Watson. But then you got Robert Woods, who after the Rams signed Allen Robinson, he got moved basically for nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's now in Tennessee. Yeah, coming off of an injury. And now he's in Tennessee. And then you got Devontae Adams. You got Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, who was traded from Green Bay uh, for a first and a second round this year um, and given a new contract of five years, $140 Well deserved. The Devontae Adams thing didn't shock me at all. Um, mm-hmm. He was tied to Derek Carr in Vegas last offseason. Um, and when I heard that Devontae Adams, I heard that the hangup in the contracts, uh, in the contract negotiations between him and, and Green Bay worth about $5 million a year. Green Bay was like, look, we're willing to give you $22, 23000000 million a year. And Devontae Adams was saying, well, look, I want to be the highest paid. And the DeAndre Hopkins contract last year kind of distorted the money for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He's now being paid $27 million a year, which was 4 or $5 million more than anybody right. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once I heard that that was the hang-up, or, you know, I was like, oh, well, Devontae Adams is out of there. Mm-hmm. What makes sense? The Raiders. Um, the Raiders way, were willing to give up two picks, probably would have gave up more if asked for Devontae Adams and give him a new contract, making him the highest paid wide receiver in football. And I like the deal for both teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're Green Bay, you're saying, look, we're going to attach ourselves to Aaron Rodgers uh, for the immediate future, because basically he's on a year-to-year deal now. Yep. Um, but we can't we can't pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million and also pay a wide receiver almost 30. Mm-hmm. And for them to get back a first and a second in a draft where the receiver depth is, is great across the top, I feel like that was um, that was a good get for them uh, in this year's draft. The only thing that would have been better if they traded them to Philadelphia and got two firsts or something like that. Um, And then Devontae Adams goes somewhere where he wanted to go and he Mm -hmm. just made like he wants to get paid. Yep. So that was a a great Ain't no bad weather out. Ain't no bad weather in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Man, so let's get to actual free agent signings real quick. Um, one, One thing that I got written down right here because it might be the most shocking thing to me of this uh, offseason besides uh, Deshaun Watson ended up choosing Cleveland is uh, Von Miller signing with Buffalo which isn't the shocking part the contract is the shocking part for me yeah. six years 120 million dollars 
Y'all gonna start playing with those. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, listen, bro. Buffalo, like, look, bro, this is our division, right? Like, you could not have, to I told you, I picked them to be KC last year, and I was right until about the last 30 seconds yeah, of the game. Yeah, I picked them, too. I but, had them in the Super Bowl. But if you Buffalo, you like, man, what's our downfall? We didn't have a corner last year, right? But, you know, Tredavious, he's healthy this season. We had yeah. no rush. I don't care about that defense being ranked top five again. I could care less about that. Kansas City exposed us. We have no way to get to the quarterback whatsoever. To the fact they were winning and still was rushing four in situations where they should have only been rushing three. But get all that away. We know we need a pass rusher. We're not going into the season without a pass rusher. I like how aggressive they was with the tight end position. Uh, how they were saying that they wanted Gronk and things of this nature. They didn't land the tight end that they wanted, but there was something that they were still active in trying to yeah. do. To this point, I understand Julio played all these years in Atlanta. Uh, you know, he's a South person, all that good stuff. But I still feel like uh, Buffalo is due another receiver. They just need – They got to get another receiver, uh, especially since they uh, moved off from Cole Beasley now Beasley, too. Right, yeah. right. And they tried to do right by him. They gave him permission to seek a trade and all this good stuff. But uh, Buffalo is right there, bro. I love the fact that they stepped up to the – now, that was way more than I thought he would get. I must say, <laughs> uh, way more. I yeah. mean, out of this world more. Yeah. Uh, but they got their guy that they believe in. So it's like, look, if we wind up winning the Super Bowl in the next two years, nobody's going to question this Von Miller contract. So yeah. they – you know what I'm saying? They putting all their eggs in that basket and saying – when football starts this year, we feel like we are a better team this year than we was last year. You can't blame a team for trying to improve. That's all I can say, man. Man, I agree with you. The the only thing that I that I have that I take issue with with Buffalo is for the past two years I've been saying they needed the same two things. One was a running back, one was a tight end. They went and got a tight end that I liked. They went and got Evan Ingram. He had the high ceiling. You didn't mm -hmm. have to pay too much for him. I love that. Yep. You haven't addressed running back. You got to get a better running back. Dev, Devin doing the Devin, Devin Singletary and who was the other running back they was using last year? Um, Singletary and uh, it's been the same two guys. They got the same size. They the same size and everything. Yeah, uh, Zach Moss. I think. There, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Zach Moss. Yeah. Those two dudes ain't gonna get it. I would have no, loved they, for them to, 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 to be looking into the Leonard Fournette's and you know guys like that who are available. But pass rusher was definitely right there in that top three. It was, you mm -hmm. know, tight end, running back, pass, pass, uh, pass rusher. You got your pass rusher, you got a tight end, you got to go find a running back. Um, but a great move for them. Like, there was a team, like you say, that was a few plays away from the Super Bowl last year. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, like I said, the, the, the number is what really stood out to me. Yeah. But Von Miller – uh, getting put in that position, that's that's a, that's a great deal. Um, let's talk about the AFC West real quick. Let's let's get into that conversation. So the <laughs> the Denver Broncos brought in Russell Wilson, which is a team that we've talked about over the past year. Who I say, man, you put the right quarterback there, they're Super Bowl contenders. Mm -hmm. uh, they went and got one of the best quarterbacks that, that was available. They went and got Russell Wilson. You got Patrick Mahomes. You already know what he is. You already know, you know, you already know what that is over there with him, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Um the Chargers, who I heard somebody say this the other day, and I was like, damn, that's so true. Uh the Chargers, who if their coach just 
toned it down a little bit on going forward on fourth down last year would have been in the playoffs. Um, you you look at him, they got a lot of people saying that Justin Herbert is already a top five quarterback. You know what they got at running back with Austin Eckler, wide receiver. They got Mike Williams, brought him back. You still got Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. They went out and got a, a young, promising tight end with Gerald Everett. Yeah. Um, but they add J.C. Jackson. You add J.C. Jackson to that defense. Love you it. add Khalil Mack to Mack that to defense. Yeah. That already has Joey Bosa, Darren James. Um, and and once again, you you're looking at them, looking at these other teams, and saying we're not standing pat. <laughs> and then you got and then you got Vegas who goes out and gets Devontae Adams to add to Darren Waller. Um and they added reports that Gilmore is coming, you know what I'm saying? So cuz that's all they needed last year we said. And you know how big I was saying they need a corner. And I love the fact that Yeah, they and they need a corner. Yeah, because they yeah, traded in Gakway for Rockison and Rockison yeah, is an okay yeah, corner. Yeah. He's going to help, but he's not mm-hmm. the number one corner that right. they're looking for out there. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they definitely still have to get another cornerback, but man, we're talking about a division that overnight Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Don't forget about the year that Hunter Renfro had too for them. Yeah, what and they still, they still was running the ball effectively uh, yep. with Josh Jacobs. I don't know why they took the ball out of his hands so much, and he yep. even had a had a, a his backup. Um, um, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was yeah. doing pretty good before he got hurt again last year. So they that's a pretty a pretty tight unit, man. They're gonna put up a lot of points. It's gonna be very uh, exciting to watch them play. And Darren Waller, shit. So yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, so we go on and on about Vegas, man. Yeah, the, the AFC West is is a stacked division now. You looking at man, we might look up and you got three three teams in the playoffs from that <laughs> division next year. Yep. Um, so that's definitely going to be exciting Ooh, to watch. Hey, let's let, let's end it with this though. Who you think is the worst team in that division? I think it's Vegas, and I think it's solely because they have the worst quarterback. Not a bad quarterback. He's a yeah. good quarterback, <laughs> but out of the four that's in that division, he's the worst one. Uh, and like you say, their secondary is still something that needs to be shored up too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's and that's crazy because I think I think from top to bottom, the Raiders may have a better team than Kansas City does. Mm-hmm. I agree, but but Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek oh, Hill, yeah. uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great because I was thinking the other day, I was like, dang man, you looking at these pass rusher duos that's out there now man who is the other pass rusher that who's the pass rusher that Vegas added but you're looking at uh because Kansas City of course has Chris Jones and Frank Clark now the Chargers has Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and then you got Kansas City I mean not Kansas City then you got Denver who has uh Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb um who did who who did Vegas add they added the pass rusher Chandler Jones, man, how Chandler, you Jones. Chandler Jones, and then you got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Yeah, so like that that division has overnight become you know become ridiculous, man. And I, uh, I agree with you too. I think uh, I got the Raiders being the worst team uh, yeah. in that division, but that's not saying that's not saying much. Not saying nothing at all. <laughs> not saying <laughs> nothing at all. Um, man, there's a lot that we didn't even get a, be able to get to in this episode. Um, so next time, there's a whole lot more for us, to, for us to tackle. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's still deals to come. Like I said, the Saints have really been uh, – they haven't become aggressive at all. Yet I wouldn't be shocked if right now they're trying to just keep Toronto Armstead in the house. 
Definitely. Uh, and then go from there. But Jarvis Landry, uh, Tyron Matthew is somebody that's been tied to the team. Um, what, you don't like that? I mean, I, I liked it until we already signed the safety, but he's see, needed so much more other places. You know, Ross, that. Ross Jackson, uh, who does the Locked on Saints, he pointed out something uh, interesting the other day when he was saying when they restructured Malcolm Jenkins' contract, it wasn't a restructure. It was just a pay cut. He basically took a pay cut from where he was down to the veteran minimum, which he said, which looking at that, it signs that Michael Jenkins might be about to retire. So their interest in Tyron Matthew may have always been not to replace Marcus Williams, but to replace Malcolm Jenkins. And I like Tyron Matthew coming into the building oh, absolutely. way more as a replacement yeah. to Malcolm Jenkins as thinking he was going to replace Marcus Williams. Yeah. So can, if that's the case, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, if, if things keep, you know, keep popping off, we'll definitely get back. And like I said, there's some deals that we didn't even just touch uh, yeah. that we're going to come back and get to. But that's it for this episode. And, man, we got to sit down and do this again real soon. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. I'm in the league, you boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching, take keys. Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about blind so. Every time I do it, do it the coldest.